0: win stacks of cash by entering the 150k crack the code giveaway
1: Hey there cape cod it's high noon on wednesday time for another episode of life with gwen the cape cod times talk show where you get to meet everybody who's in the paper so thanks for joining us and today we have uh david velasco Bermudez, uh who was actually at the stonewall inn on the night that uh, that sparked a rebellion that that 50 years ago this weekend that sparked a rebellion and that uh, was the beginning of of a lot of changes since then so we've asked uh, david to come in and talk to us a little bit about that night but really also about how his life and other people in the um, lgbt uh, uh, community have changed and the changes that have come from that. So, join us. David, welcome. Welcome, welcome to you,
0: happy Pride.
1: Oh, thank you very much. It's been going on for um, a month, and uh, I know (laughs) know. if you guys missed this, I did want to show you that in uh, Sunday's paper, we had uh, a story about uh, David and his spouse, Bob Isidore, and about many of the things that were going on in New York City. When you were living there 50 years ago. Yes. So you look way too young for <laughs> me to be saying 50 years ago. So um, thank you. But, but, you know, it brings up the point that a lot of folks who were at, uh, at Stonewall, Stonewall that here. night, that, that weekend, um, we're, we're losing them. It's like World yes. War II veterans, you You're know? Right,
0: exactly. Um, I think they, they said there was about 200.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, you know, the AIDS virus hit uh, and it hit very badly. And a lot of the boys passed that, away that had been at Stonewall. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to the SVA in uh, New York City, the Stonewall Veterans Association, and he told me there's probably about maybe eight to ten of us left right now.
1: And I think you're the only one on Cape.
0: Yes, I'm the only one in Massachusetts.
1: Oh, right? okay. Now the fellow from New Bedford, he wasn't at Stonewall.
0: I he he never really talked to me about
1: that. Oh, okay. You know, so. I don't, so- Anyway, the few and and uh, you know the the folks who were there and saw it first first hand and and uh, sort of unwillingly participated uh-huh. um, are are telling their story this year as as the fiftieth uh, uh, anniversary, anniversary mark. Exactly, important to get the message and, and al- out.
0: Another thing too, a lot of people don't understand that when we say Stonewall veterans. It's actually the guys and the ladies that were in the bar when they locked us in the bar. Mm-hmm. So then we became veterans because we were the ones who actually started in the bar.
1: I'm glad you brought up also the ladies because our story yes. focuses a lot on the gentlemen because uh, yeah. we're talking to you. Yeah. but uh, And definitely there were women involved oh, who yes. were oh, critical yes. to the movement.
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, at that time we had a lot of drag queens, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was transgenders and all that. But, you know, we didn't talk about that in the 60s it's a you know, n-
1: new part of the movement uh, right exactly
0: so. we we saw somebody come in dressed like that we thought they were drag queens uh-huh. nobody talked about being a transgender or a cross-dresser or anything like that but i know a lot of ladies straight ladies that used to go to the Stonewall all the time
1: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I want to keep you close enough to the mic so people can hear us on the podcast. If you um, if you're looking to to tell a friend about this show, it's at capecodtimes.com/slash life with Gwen. And if you add the word podcast at the end, you can listen in the car. So I'll keep you in here a little bit. Sure. But why don't we start by you just telling me the story of uh, that night? It okay. is June one a.m. Yes, June twenty eighth. 28th, right? And uh, actually,
0: we went to the reason why I wound up at the Stonewall is because a very famous actress died, Judy Garland. mm -hmm. We were very, very, we loved this woman. And uh, we didn't know that she was going to be laid out at Campbell's funeral parlor in Manhattan. So uh, a couple of my friends said, let's go and celebrate her life. So we went to the village and we went to all these bars and we did our thing. And about I would say one o'clock or something like that. Uh, I wanted to get back because I had a job and all that. You right. Know? So, so my the friends, whole getting
1: up in the morning yeah, for work right? thing. And that was
0: late <laughs> enough for me already. So my friends said, "Well, why don't we try one more bar?" And we were in the village, so we were very close to this bar called the Stonewall. So we went to the Stonewall, and it was packed. You know, Stonewall was the only bar that had jukeboxes. So there was dancing and all that in there, which was, that was a a real fun, fun bar. So we went in and when I got inside, it was probably, you know, after getting your drink and all and going to the back of the bar where all us Latinos all hung over there. We just were, you know, doing our thing and talking, and then all of a sudden in bars years ago, in the gay bars and in the lesbian bars, there was a a light that used to go on, a real bright, bright light. Mm -hmm. And when that went on, you knew that the cops were in the bar coming into radar. And this is,
1: you had been living in New York City your whole life, right? Uh, No,
0: I lived, well, yeah, my parents uh, lived in Long Island and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Puerto Rico. Pretty close, yeah. But I was born and raised in, in Manhattan in new york so what happened um we were in there and uh, we we were just talking and all and the lights went on now at that time uh the mafia used to run all these bars all yeah
1: the i was trying mm-hmm. to fully understand that connection mm-hmm. yeah we um um so, tell me just a little bit about that, because uh, uh, the uh,
0: the reason why uh, the mafia ran all the bars it was a lot of money. They had a thing with the police, and uh, what they did is they paid. They call it like a payola, uh-huh. and um,
1: protection money. Yeah, protection. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what happened when a bar would pay big money? They had a thing that they wouldn't rate them. Okay. But once in a while they would do a small raid, come in, you know, check us out, take our IDs and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it got to a point And where, arrest people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, mostly the drag queens and the feminine boys, mm-hmm. mostly.
1: Is that be, was that uh, because they were more visible, yeah, do you think? Yeah,
0: yeah. It would be in the paper, mm-hmm. and when you're in the paper, they say, you know, homosexual bar, raided. They have pictures, and the pictures would be of drag queens. Mm-hmm. Now, they wouldn't put me, because I always had a hat on <laughs> you know but just thing, a guy <laughs> as a guy right, right. but um, we were in there and uh, we knew that the Stonewall there was a lot of payola a lot of it so you know they wouldn't read it at one o'clock in the morning so we went inside and when we were in the back the light went on this big bright light went on and we couldn't believe it we go oh my god what's going on you know mm-hmm. first thing we got scared because like i said if they arrest us they take our name mm-hmm. our address our phone number and open up the paper the next day or well, the, the daily news or whatever and people would be thrown out of their homes lose their jobs everything all this stuff would go on
1: i so think we it's afraid. easy we to forget afraid. how much um how bad it was at that time yes. because we have seen many changes thank yeah. goodness yeah um, but uh, so there was the concern I think when you were speaking in Provincetown this mm-hmm. month with uh, Mark Segal yeah, right. that he said uh, we were the first out generation you know
0: yeah well you know I was married <laughs> this is funny I was married and I was sort of like coming out right and I was still married looking. to a woman yeah I'm sorry I'm married now to a guy. Right. <laughs> Bob is a dog, but the thing is, uh, who makes
1: great turkey? Um, what were those things, Bob? Tur- <laughs> turkey sandwiches. Turkey uh-huh. salad sandwiches. So he's a well, great cook. We have Bob standing by because, in any long-term marriage, I'm sure you guys know this. You need two people to remember things. So mm-hmm. Bob is here as our uh, reference person in case we don't you remember yell, things.
0: You, you yell it out, right, Bob?
1: <laughs> Coaching from the side. <laughs> So, you know, so, um, but anyway, you were married to a woman, yeah, you had a son,
0: right? And not only that too, you know, I was, I came back to Manhattan to live in Manhattan get a job and all that stuff. And I was sort of finding myself at that time, but I didn't know that I lived in a gay neighborhood ah. on Columbus Avenue in, the, in Manhattan. So, um, I started hanging around with guys and the guys you know gay guys, they took me to the bars, mm-hmm. and they, that, they were sort of bringing me out and helping me and all that. but at that moment uh, when the we went to the Stonewall that evening, uh, two of the guys who are gone now they died cells mm-hmm. of AIDS, uh, we went in there and we were just having a good time, and I think we had a little couple of drinks, you know what I mean at one o'clock in the morning yeah,
1: and it was the last bar on the tour, uh, yeah,
0: right, I was wishing it well. It turned out to be, so we go inside and uh, the light goes on, and the first thing that they do is they yell out, uh, "It's a raid! Take out your ID
1: mm-hmm.
0: and separate." You know how the bar is full of people; they separated you so they walk through the middle, and they would check you out. You would show your ID and all that, and a lot of times they would call you filthy names like "queen" or "faggot" or stuff—terrible things. Mm-hmm. And um, but we never ever the raids I've been in, we've never touched the police, never. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a lot of lesbian friends of mine, never. We never touched it. We just gave them an idea and leave, you know, we just mm-hmm. wanted them to go and for us to keep on going. But this time they closed the doors behind us, and we found that to be very strange and frightening. So when they were coming into the bar, that's how it started. They were coming in. And asking for IDs and arresting right away handcuffing the the drag queens to get out they Mm -hmm. were doing that first and then all of a sudden we heard somebody say take your hands off me you filthy copper you know what I mean or you know you're a fag yourself and all that we were sort of afraid you know you we never did this in our lives before so I just said, oh, we, we just got to get out of here because we were afraid of being put in the paper the next day. That's what it was. So I was way, way, way in back of the bar. So being in back of the bar, that was that, that was a, a fight, just getting to the front of the door. So we were trying to get to the front of the door, and when I got to about the middle, uh, cops used to have billy clubs. They were sticks, uh-huh. and they hit me on the head on my left side of my... Of, uh, of my head and I fell. but then you know being young right I just got up and before and I went to say something like what you're doing somebody jumped him and then we said oh my god they're fighting the cops you yeah. know what I mean we had two plainclothes men we had one policeman in uniform and one police lady in uniform
1: wow that seems unusual for the time
0: well, the drag queens, there was a, a law that you had to have underneath your clothes three pieces of clothes if you're a male oh. t shirt, underwear, or socks. If you didn't, you know, they take you in. That's a law oh. that they had. So, what happened, the police lady used to take the drag queens or whoever looked like that mm-hmm. into the bathroom and so was it was the searching, term, that, yeah, kind, of that kind of thing. So, stuff, yeah.
1: um, there was a we get into an interesting area here because it was just this year, 50 yes. years later, that the New York police uh, apologized yes, for yes, Stonewall yes, Inn. Yes, yes. And um, also, I think that you pointed this out, as did other people that I interviewed for the article, mm-hmm. and that is that... Uh, that you know, 1969 was a, was a year that was fomenting change yes, every place. Everything. Women were fighting for rights. Uh, black people were fighting for rights. Right. Um, people were protesting the Vietnam War. Right. It just, yeah, right. it's like the emotions, it's already there, the package. Exactly, and then you guys, exactly. uh, you had said to me that you thought that was part of what was sort of fueling the fact that people were fed up with being treated so badly
0: I I remember that well especially the Vietnam uh, you know people going against that and all Mm -hmm. that but what was so fun about it to be honest with you is that they were fighting this but the the gays were nowhere they were nowhere Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden because of what happened at Stonewall we marched with them so now the gays are marching with Vietnam, you know, all this, the women's right movement and all that. So
1: you were moving into that revolt uh, yes, um, yes, phase. Yeah. And we do apologize for language that we would not normally not use, but this is reality and this is uh, what you experienced. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably a Yankees fan, but we're going to yeah, let you stay yeah. anyway, you know. I so say, yeah. I, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the fact that uh, people tell me, it took a while for um, for that movement, for the Pride movement, yes. to, to gather. It was at least a year, yes. but it was everywhere. You know, yes, we yes. saw an explosion in the number of gay rights yes. um, groups, right. uh, not just in New York, but across oh, yeah, the nation. Oh,
0: yeah. well, I lived in Puerto Rico, and we were doing that in Puerto Rico, too. In 1970, everybody got together, and they, they wanted to have uh, a walk-in. It was, not, it was not a parade. It was mm-hmm. just like a march from from there to um, from uh, Greenwich Village all the way to Sheep Meadow if you know New York City there's a meadow in Central Park called Sheep Meadow right uh, and to go there and we thought when we were going uh, a few of us went we thought well maybe it'd be 20 of us or whatever well it, <laughs> it became 100 200 300 it was came, became just the greatest march you ever saw in your whole life
1: and this is what grew into the Pride Parade.
0: Nineteen seventy, mm-hmm. yeah, but they didn't call it parade for a while, you
1: know. Okay, I have, um, you know, we've been uh, lucky to to have uh, David speak with us at at various anniversaries. Yeah. This is a yeah. big one because it's been a while, yeah. but um, and I know you've been uh, the phone's been ringing off the hook with yeah. invitations for you to address various yeah. groups. Yeah. I was wondering if we could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, what to, just overall? What kind of response are you seeing uh, to to your speaking to people?
0: Well, it's funny. I spoke at Pride this past in Hyannis. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. They always do a wonderful, wonderful job. And uh, I just got up there being David, right? And I talked and I did my thing and all. And
1: yes, David is good at talking. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: love all that. And. Uh, I couldn't believe, to be honest with you, I've done so many talks, how everybody got up and applauded, you know, and I found it to be so moving. But the most moving thing that happened at Pride was I was sitting at Bobby's table. Bobby was the manager of, of the stage. That uh-huh. A little girl, a little girl, I would say 16 years old or so, she looked up at the table and said, is there somebody here that's supposed to be a Stonewall veteran? And I said, yeah, and she went over to, to... know over the table says let me go around and this young lady broke down crying and crying and crying I was holding her and holding her and she kept saying you don't know what you've done for me you don't know how you've helped me you know it was so emotional you can get emotional right now Mm. and I says I know I said, so, and then when I got her a little bit, you know, down and all, I says to her, you know, I want to say something to you. You're a young lady, and you have a lot of young friends. You make sure that you don't forget this. Go and talk to your people. Talk to friends. Talk to people who fight you, but don't fight them. Just explain the situation to them. And she was so, so emotional. She says, I will, David. I says, that's all I ask of you Mm -hmm. is for you to do that. Go to your friends, talk to your friends if you want to talk in school or whatever. And here's my card. So when I gave him my card, she started crying even more. <laughs> But she was such a wonderful little, well, young, young lady. young
1: Yep, young woman. I, um, that's a great story, and it reflects what we heard from people, uh, you yes. and many others, who said that the, the wonderful thing about accomplishments is you've, you've had those accomplishments, yes. but the danger is you that you have use, to hold on to them. It.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, I'm sure friends of ours listening, have heard me say that is that I want you not to forget this. Go ahead and little groups, like we did in the 60s. We had a little group here and a little group here. You know, We just did a little thing, and then we became one. And one of the things that I always say is I know that we have drag queens and transgenders, bisexuals, whatever, but we're all a family. We're all a big, big family. Don't separate. Don't do that, because in the 60s and probably in the 50s, the guys and the lesbians separated mm. they didn't do anything with each other but in the 80s late 70s 80s aids came the aids virus and bob and i were living in california and we lost almost all our friends to aids and all it was a very frightening 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 moment of our lives and all that and you know there's stories that i have that i tell people uh, that are so um, emotional to me that sometimes I just can't really talk about it. But when it comes to the AIDS virus, yes. Friends of ours were dying. We couldn't do anything because we were afraid that even if we touched somebody, we would get we would get whatever it was. We went to San Francisco and we're walking around Castro Street and um, the bars were completely empty. But one thing Bobby and I saw that we will never forget about, is we saw lesbians with these guys who had sarcoma who were very thin. They were dying. They were in wheelchairs and all. They were pushing them and showing them around and showing them, you know, places where they hung out. They would feed them. They would go to their homes. They would feed them. They would uh, bathe them. They would do all these things which nobody wanted to do. We had a friend of ours who was dying in the hospital in San Jose, and we went to see him, and when we went to the room, we saw an isolation, uh, isolation, what do they call that? Quarantine. Quarantine on the door, and we saw his food, and his sheets, and everything at the, at the chair right there. Uh-huh. We, couldn't under, we couldn't believe this. We couldn't believe it, so Bobby ran inside and started helping him, but I want to give this credit to the lesbians. Because if it wasn't for the lesbians, I'm very sorry. I spoke to friends of mine in Puerto Rico, friends of ours in Hawaii, friends of ours all over the place, New York. It was true. It was the lesbians that were helping us, you know. So I always have.
1: So you think that brought the groups oh, closer? Yeah.
0: Then I'm Bob, and I can tell you that we, we were like this for years. Uh, Bob and I always had lesbian friends always always I think 90% of our friends are lesbians
1: and I was friends. lucky enough to to meet a couple yes, a yes, lovely yes, couple at yeah, your house yes, yes, yes. and um, um, Just to sort of get the timeline right here. You didn't know Bob at uh, at Stonewall mm-hmm. you guys met is it in 1970? 70, is that right? 74, 74. Yes. so in Manhattan. It, yeah, this is a great story. Lord, <laughs> I don't think we're going to have time today because I do want to no, get. No. I had asked uh, some of my colleagues if they had any questions in um, in particular. You know, while during yes. your visit, one yes. of them we just answered about um, about the relationship between uh, gay men and lesbians. and lesbians, and you know, of course, we know that's it's not universal. It's it's different for everyone. But yes. that was a big impression for you. Um, we're wondering if um, if. If there are still areas of society and culture, um, you know, such as life on the Cape and in Massachusetts, that need to have a a better appreciation of gay rights, and if you have a, any thoughts on how that could happen, well, you
0: know, uh, Bob and I live in a very uh, uh, what do you call um, not liberal area. We live in Yarmouth Port, right? Very conservative. They're wonderful, wonderful. We know. We know a lot of people in our area who are conservative Republicans and all that. They've been very beautiful. But there is areas, I'm sure there's areas in Cape Cod. I've never experienced it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I know there is areas in New York we've experienced yes. that. And in California. But other than that, I think that as long as the young kids keep talking and keep doing and we keep marching and we keep doing our stuff, I gotta, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take time like mm-hmm. anything else. you know.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I, I also uh, – let me see how we're doing on time. Okay, I've got five over there. Um, I also wanted to, to ask you if people – Are uncomfortable and they they you know recognize at at least that much in themselves because I think I read that about 10% of the population um, are within the uh, and I I'm so bad the letters but LGBT and now Q um, area is there any advice that you could give people to make their hearts more open about about you know having neighbors yeah. who are gay well, or lesbian like or transgender. You know,
0: I'm Latino. I'm Puerto Rican, and I went through a thing years and years ago. They used to call us spics and things like that. I went through all that, and I think you have to just be like Bob and I. We're very open.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Come to our house and eat. We're Latinos. We like eating, right? Yes. And drink. <laughs> and uh, as long as you're like that, because I'll tell everybody, come on, you know, I don't care what you are, who you are, what you look like or whatever. We're human beings. We, we're, we're here, we're all one, like I said before, we're one family. Be one family. If you don't understand something, talk. Mm-hmm. You know, don't argue, don't fight, don't put people down. We went through all that. And I'm noticing that people, especially our, our, all our straight friends and all that we meet, and Bobby knows a lot of straight people because he's in politics, mm-hmm. they're wonderful, wonderful people. They come to our home, we talk. But it's a, it's up to you. To be with them and talk with them, even if you argue with them. Argue, fine, argue, who cares, you know what I mean? But at least you're...
1: But intellectually, uh, not exactly, physically. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. You know, and I find that with Bob. When people talk with us, we just we just say what we are and who we are, and then they know who we are, too, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like, you know, when we met you, the first time I met you, I said... What a nice lady! When when Bobby uh, when you left, and I says invite her to the barbecue.
1: <laughs> in the meantime, your friends already had. Yeah, so good. All right, Thank they're working you. for Thank you. you. Um, and uh, we are running out of time quickly. So I would like to say that if you are interested in this issue, there are many stories from. Um, from uh, David and Bob, as well as their their friends uh, that were in the conversation, Carol Ann and Diane, and things that you might not think about. But you read these stories, you experience this, and you find that um, you can see why there's still some gun shyness for for people in the community. And several people have mentioned also, including you, that uh, for... As things change as we see um, you know trans uh, people and and people who are are um, you know uh, changing right. their gender and and becoming you know what they're meant yes, to be right. um, that, that that's people to add to the you know not even tolerance but to the acceptance that's of exactly of understand. your community I try to
0: understand one of the things that I don't like hearing when I hear somebody say use words you know like I said I'm Latino without we went through that in our lives. I don't like somebody using a word. If you don't like something, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use vulgarity or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've heard that.
1: Well, as I said, we apologize for the ones we Mm -hmm. used today, but you know what? I hope you don't hear them again and uh, that uh, you know, we can all be together and certainly there's been a lot written about the 50th of Stonewall. We we appreciate so much and it actually went on for two more nights, but you didn't go back.
0: No, I didn't go back. There was there's a problem in New York City right now with the Stonewall veterans and they called me and all that. So I figured if there's a problem, I better stay home. And I live in Massachusetts with Bobby 22 years. We have a home here. We have wonderful friends. Here's where I want to be as a Stonewall veteran. Uh All my friends and the people that I live with. Right, Bob?
1: Right yeah, I actually meant 50 years ago, but but so you're talking about going back now oh, yeah. there were some oh yeah, yeah, yeah. some concerns and I, I do have to mention that uh, David and Bob have uh, something besides the 50th anniversary of Stonewall coming up they uh, they were married the year that uh, that Massachusetts legalized. Right. Um, gay marriage, yeah. and they are celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary. Right. So, mazel Tov. and, uh, and Lady Dye. Congratulations, is marry
0: us again on Saturday.
1: Oh, at yeah. your bar, at yeah, your barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Lady Di, love, Lady Dye. So, um, thank you all for joining us. You know, we're talking so that we can all understand each other better. And uh, thank you guys for coming. Thank Say you. hi to Diane and Caroline sure. for me. Thank
0: you. So okay. It is wonderful.
1: Great. Great to have you. And uh, everybody, come back next week. Have a great week.